0: Who's hungry? Two words with the power to make us throw our hands in the air, jump from our seats, and toward whatever meal is probably being brought to the table at that moment. I am. I am. It's what I ask my dogs when I pour them their breakfast kibble. Who's hungry? When I'm about to order late-night pizza for my friends. Who's hungry? Who's hungry is less of a question than an invitation to come on over and enjoy. Who's hungry are the two words that set off a whirlwind of speculation and excitement for St. Louis foodies. We are. We are. Because the question came as a surprise to us. And the reaction, actually, came as a surprise to the people who asked it. The guys who put on Taste of St. Louis.
1: It was a Facebook cover photo change. We didn't even, I don't even think, like, made a post. We, like, changed our Facebook cover. You
0: post a little something on social media and people get hyped because this kind
1: is of surprising th- to us we were like we Whoa. were we were pretty shocked really it yeah. was actually surprised yeah totally <laughs> I think it's been a year man it's yeah. been a real year like and you started thinking what are we doing for a living <laughs> like entertainment stages like we got all it was like a weird doing a sideline for a year so we're just like I think we forgot even as people that produce stuff like this what this stuff means to people
0: what it means is mark your calendars for September 24th through 26th because Taste of St. Louis is back in 2021, my friends. Today on Abby Eats St. Louis, we are breaking the details where you'll be gathering with your friends, what you'll be eating, how we got here, and why it was so important to bring the city's premier food festival back.
2: That's part of our heritage as St. Louisans, sure is the wide variety of foods that we have here and that's that's you know that's always our goal is, is to bring the the great, greatest restaurant st louis has to offer
0: if you're the type of person who likes to be in the know which of course you are this is the episode you've been waiting for plus we'll have your food news and weekend planner Reaching out to the people behind Taste, I knew nothing besides what was on that Facebook cover post. We'd worked together before, we actually had some big plans for tie-ins with the podcast and the festival back last year, so I'd sat down with the folks in charge before.
2: I'm Kyle Vogt, I'm uh, half owner of the festival, i um, owned it since 2019, and uh, I guess my day job is I work for Clancy Unlimited, Vice President, and involved with a lot of major events
1: here in St. Louis and around the country. Uh, I'm Dustin Rao, I'm just a local event producer here in St. Louis, uh, kind of like him, produce other bigger events. Typically, we co-produce Fair St. Louis, Taste of St. Louis, Pedal the Cause, Songs for Soldiers, uh, Go Marathon, so uh, a lot of work like this so they have me on to plan the event.
0: But when I reached out to find out more about Taste this year, I didn't even know where we would be meeting, what kind of event we'd be talking about, anything. So we arranged a conversation for immediately after they had an on site meeting at the official location Ballpark
1: Village. So coming out of a year of not being able to do taste. We collectively decided let's not overthink taste. At the end of the day. A concert at Bush Stadium is all about who's headlining right at the end of the day. uh, There's always something that is the reason for something. And we've always, a lot of times there's a bunch of fun stuff to do at Taste and stuff. Given a smaller location, we were like, well, we know our headliner. Our headliner is 26 restaurants. You know? It's all about them this year. Like, and so we're bringing them all to Ballpark Village. It's already a beautiful area. I don't know if people have been here. I know people are kind of slow to getting back out or whatever, but it's absolutely a perfect place to come choose from 25 or 26 restaurants. Plenty of seating. um, But, the restaurants are going to be located just north of, are in the parking lot, right by Sports, Social, Sports and Social, which just opened, I believe, this past year. Mm-hmm. All the restaurants will be out there, entertainment stage and all that stuff, beverages, and then obviously you get your food and you walk through this really nice breezy corridor and you got the back open stage area here at Ballpark Village on the south side of Sports and Social on Clark Street, right across from beautiful Busch Stadium, we'll have bands playing, and there's plenty of shade with umbrellas and sitting. It's, we're it's a you're gonna come eat a lot of food and enjoy beverages. That's what Taste started as, and that's what we're just treating it as this year. Cause it is a little bit of a smaller footprint here, but we're really excited to honest, honestly put our brand with a brand like Ballpark Village, and then we could talk a little bit well, later and, and a brand like Saint and,
2: Jude and to parlay off that. It's just what going back to what we learned in 2019 we really learned that it was really about the restaurants yeah Yeah. that's what people wanted and I guess some of the learning process was is there wasn't enough seating or people to sit down and eat and now as you can see here at ballpark village we got everywhere (laughs) picnic tables everywhere and On top of that, I think it was the safety factor. Out of all the venues in town, these guys have taken it very seriously. They have the city's ears. They have their blessing, and I think that's really what's going to make it a very successful event is the safety factor, very family-friendly, and you're going to see the greatest restaurants in town.
0: Of course, like everything else in 2020, Taste was canceled due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. You hear Kyle say it's important to them to make sure they can have a safe event. They're still working on which restaurants they are going to feature at this year's festival. Applications will be going out soon. 26 sounds like a lot, but it's actually cut down from about 40 different food options in 2019.
1: In coming to Ballpark Village, it is is a smaller footprint. So we had to downsize to that number. And to me, those 26 and not having 40 is... I uh, wouldn't call it downsizing, I'd call it right-sizing. The real, yeah, yeah that, the right that's size true. For right now. I, I think so too, but like having a smaller amount, I, I think that will bode very well for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, both for attention and financially. So
0: It's been a second since we last experienced it, so let me remind you about the flavor of the last taste. 2019 was the first year Kyle was a partial owner. They moved it back downtown after it had been hosted in Chesterfield for the few years before that. One of the main things Kyle wanted to do was bring it back downtown, actually, because he thought it was the rightful home of taste.
2: So 2019, I think we we high-fived each other for the popularity of it as it returned back downtown. And we were really excited moving into 2020 because, you know, just, just like a new event that we do, it was kind of a new since we brought it back downtown. We had to learn some new things and learned some old things again about doing it down at Soldier Memorial um, that we were really stoked about fixing the things that we, we totally. brainstormed about and we were going have a really we are gonna have a really good event.
0: Well that was the plan at least but turns out they had a lot more brainstorming to do before even ultimately scrapping the event. Take us into the worm a little bit, like what that really well, looks like. If you
2: want to go back way back to last year. I mean, how many different sites did we try to go find to make this work? I mean, it mm-hmm. was, we probably looked at seven or eight different sites and then we had it. Public property
1: was off the market. Right, because of so. restrictions and yeah. we were, tr- not that we were trying to get around restrictions, but like somewhere where we knew we could do a social distance event and it just wasn't happening with the city, which you know, which is fine, but we LHM we went to uh, union, union station, station and tried to and try to look out, out there a parking lot close to sulor <laughs> we looked everywhere we, we did look at a parking lot where can we put lot. a food festival right. safely so this
0: wasn't like hey it's not if it's not happening downtown on market like then it's just not happening you no, really we, did look for other avenues we, it's
1: exhausting we
2: exhausted every resource to try to make it happen and finally, i think just, we finally got
1: something going here with ballpark village last year, and it then I, if I remember, there was some kind of spiking cases, and basically the city was the like to city, everybody, yeah. no. How far out were we from like officially announcing it again? I mean, we were close. I would say within a month. And then yeah, it I was mean just, we, we tried
0: 4 yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, we twenty twenty.
1: Yeah, and we yeah. I, I had a format built where restaurants were every ten feet, and wow. we were trying to do this. it. Just didn't work.
2: Yeah, I mean the fact that. The final nail in the coffin was when the city. We ended.
1: do entertainment, yeah, all just, year in different ways. He's staging and all right? And I think me and Kyle probably talked on the phone more than anybody <laughs> last year, trying to figure out ways how can we make some money because this is what we do for a living. Yeah. And I think several times we said to each other, "I've never worked so hard for free in my life." Yes. Because everything well, we tried to that do all just about kept 2020, shut Just down. for
2: anybody that was in events, I mean, we worked yeah. really hard to try to get anything going, and it just never materialized
0: you were working this entire time and your bit lines of work relate to people gathering people coming out to things people showing up things that couldn't happen much last year but this event in particular we're also talking about another industry that was really hard hit last year of course food and beverage restaurants How much of that did you carry with you as you went from location to location, as you did all of this work, as you continued to try to make the event happen? Big
1: time. We were trying to figure out ways to make it affordable for them too, because if this could be a big splash for them, maybe this is the one chance they get to make some money for the year, because you know, they were wrecked as well. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big part of, that was very much in, in the forefront of our minds of like, yeah, I mean, we want it to happen, obviously, but like, we are also supporting Like, the restaurant industry was like just as badly hit. So yeah. we wanted it to happen for them as well. What we kind of realized last year was, after battling so hard, we do gotta have a wide open event. So we, it would have been almost impossible for the restaurants to make money under restrictions anyways. Yeah. Because in order for an event to be successful, you rely on mass amounts of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why you saw stadiums and certain people or concerts. I think they originally tried doing drive ins and scale but they didn't stick around really because you need that amount of people to come to make the budget work. Yeah. Right. From well, a show especially a concert. And you know, on top
2: of that at the event, you know, a lot of people think an event's just like a single weekend or a single day. But, you know, for us, I mean we plan taste all year long. Yeah. And uh, it takes money and cash flow to do that. So if you're not successful the previous year, or you don't have quite the sponsorship that you had, it's hard to cash flow an event and plan an event. Um, there's a lot of people that come to me like, oh, you, sh- you guys will be killing it next year. And I'm like, not necessarily if the, you know, the sponsorship money's not there or, you know, because we're a free event, so we rely heavily on sponsors. Sure. So um, <clears throat> a lot of events are different. You know, if there's tickets, that's a source of revenue to help cash flow these events to keep them going. So it's very important that, the, you know, we tried our, our hardest. We had the sponsorships behind us for 2020. It's just, we could never get the trigger pulled on a venue. So yeah. I think that's, If if anybody's gonna realize how events go, it's it's months and months before the actual event happens to to really make an event.
0: You know, planning events, you know the drill. We learned a whole new set of drills in 2020, Um, but I'm sure that you didn't anticipate having to reinvent the event multiple times from the ground up uh, when you signed on, when you bought in. Looking forward to taste 2022 and beyond.
2: I think every event at some point is going to have to reinvent itself if it's going to continue to go on. So, you know, I guess you just play the cards you're dealt and just keep moving with it. Like just, just like we moved it here, we, we just figured this is a good spot for it. And who knows? This might be the future home for it for years to come. Or, you know, going into 2022, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Now.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. First, Dory joining me once again virtually. Uh, it was so exciting to be able to break this taste of St. Louis news. we had been talking about it. We're like, let's hit them up. Let's see what's going on. And to be the first people to deliver these details about what the festival is going to look like in 2021. Feeling pretty good about that.
3: Yeah, I'm glad our curious minds served up a little bit of uh, something good coming up in this uh, this fall. I love that. So excited that they're coming back. Even if it is a little bit different, um, you know, they're kind of putting their foot back out there. So I I appreciate that.
0: Absolutely. And I think a lot of people appreciate um, the diversity. That's something that they say is going to continue, even if their footprint's a little smaller this year. They want to continue having a really uh, broad range of restaurants to showcase the diversity of the St. Louis food scene. One of the stories that they you know, went back to is back in 2019. If everybody remembers the mom's chicken sausage stands, they, you know, literally like mom and pop type operation and got a chance to be in a booth just the same as some of the most you know, well-known places in St. Louis and they were selling out. It really put them on the map, um, being able to participate in that event. And that's still kind of a glory story for them and something that they want to be able to do for another business this year. So hopefully we'll be able to announce some of the restaurant lineups and whatnot, uh, as we move forward, but yeah, looking forward to taste 2021. Love it. Can't wait. It's not the only news, though, we have
3: in our episode today. Dory, what else do we have? All right. Well, how about another St. Louis classic? And this is our second week in a row talking about EMOs, but you know, it's a kind of a big deal, especially for anyone who you know lives outside of St. Louis now. EMOs is bringing back its nationwide delivery. So they've had to pause it for just a little bit while they moved their shipping facilities to a new warehouse. So now, uh, a week from today, I believe, so basically the middle of next week, you'll be able to go online, order EMOs for delivery out across the country again. Um, people near and far can get their fix, including maybe Simone Biles. We can send her some now, I guess. That should be we need to easy, hurry right? up. need to hurry
0: up because July 13th, the opening oh. ceremonies, which you can watch on five on your side, home of the Olympic Games in 2021, uh, are July 23rd. So, like... They got to hustle. Get it down to Texas ASAP. Yeah. Time Hopefully is they can, Yeah, Or, you know what, maybe they have a little extra time and they can add an international shipping. <laughs>
3: we'll see. Maybe at least a special delivery, yes.
0: Yes. Hey, I really am excited about this story because I love seeing places getting downtown. And we've got a couple stories related to uh, heading back downtown.
3: Yeah, which is great news since I'm back downtown working now. I know you're going to be coming (laughs) soon. So the food is following with us. A popular Del Mar Loop restaurant is expanding with their second location. It's going to be coming later this fall. Prime 55 will be opening inside the La Meridian St. Louis Downtown Hotel, which hasn't even opened itself yet. Uh, Their website says they're going to open down there on Pine Street in October. But another location, another restaurant, uh, maybe something a little bit more upscale to help feed St. Louisans and people who are coming to visit our lovely city.
0: That Prime 55 location on the Loop is always, I mean, it's always buzzing, even through last year, even through all sorts of uh, trials and tribulations, you know, and they really kind of benefited from the heightened awareness of supporting Black-owned businesses. Um, And it's exciting to see a Black-owned business expanding into an area of town that could use a little bit of love. I'm you being downtown again, I did think about when I saw this headline too, because all the folks who are going to be returning to work downtown in the coming weeks, months, um, need a place to stay caffeinated because they can't just run down to the Keurig in their kitchen anymore.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, so during the pandemic, the Starbucks that was at like Sixth and Olive closed, and then also the Caldys that's down in uh, City Garden has not reopened yet. So those are two big uh, coffee places that are gone right now. But Park Avenue Coffee is coming in to kind of save the day. They're going to take out or take up that location where Starbucks was at Sixth and Olive. This is right across from One Metropolitan Square, which is one of the biggest downtown office buildings that we have. So... You might also be thinking, well, isn't there already a Park Avenue Coffee downtown? Yes, there is. Mm -hmm. This one's going to be about five blocks away from their other location. But the CEO said that this second store will help fill a specialty coffee void in the neighborhood. So they're pretty confident that the need, the thirst is there for more caffeine in downtown. Any real
0: legitimate city has duplicate coffee shops within 10 blocks of each other. So you know what? That's I think that that sounds good. And when you're like only five blocks doesn't seem like much. But if you're running out for a quick coffee, that can make a big difference. So I like that. I like seeing that they're opening up. You know, we need to do a little digging on that city garden. Call these, by the way. I I really want to know what's going to go on there. So maybe we'll do an investigative report. (laughs) Um, Speaking of coming back, here's another event that should get you out and about all over the St. Louis area, feasting on one of our favorite treats.
3: Yeah, so mark your calendar for next week. St. Louis Burger Week is coming back. There will be more more than 40 locations participating. And I think this is the fourth annual one they've done. So you might remember previous ones where certain restaurants will offer a special $6 burger. um, And then you can kind of go there, try the different burgers, kind of gets you into these different restaurants with a fairly cheap meal. Um, And this is going from July 18th through 25th. Along with the Burger Week, there's other tasty things happening like giveaways and contests. So you can check out the St. Louis Burger Week website for full details on that.
0: It's You're getting to spend about the same amount of money you would if you were doing like a fast food drive through burger. You could get a specialty burger by one of these great restaurants. So loves to see that. Okay, this one is late breaking news here, Dory, involving some of our podcast favorites.
3: Yeah, so 7 years later, Mission Taco Joint's most popular collaboration is coming back this summer. Mission Taco is teaming up with Kui Tran, who is, you know, with Noodle House and My Lee. Uh they're going to be bringing back and I'm going to be careful saying this, their Fa king taco. Pho uh, like the like pho, pho like, like yeah. Yes. So, you know, a little bit of an Asian fusion taco. Um, they're going to be using trans family recipe with Vietnamese five-spice pork. It's topped with pickled carrots, a cucumber serrano salsa, which looked delicious when I watched the video that Ooh. they posted, along with cilantro. But the I think the neatest thing about this is that a portion of all their sales is going to be going to... International Institute of St. Louis, which helps immigrant families uh, really kind of integrate into the community and become successful Americans, they said. And it just really promotes the value of diversity in our city. I
0: love the collaborations. I don't know. We talk about them all the time, but it's like this is the kind of stuff that happens when restaurant tours chefs, cooks, restaurant managers, even are friends like this is the kind mm. of stuff that happens. I mean, just like side note, a bunch of uh, St. Louis restaurant people just went on vacation with Mike from Pappy's in Hawaii. They're all hanging out. <laughs> down. You've got like David Choi from Soul Taco down there, like hanging out with Mike Emerson, the big bearded barbecue guy. And it's like they really like each other. You guys like they're all are really good friends and we get to reap the benefits and especially one. That was so successful the first time around. I know my dinner plans at least one night in the next coming week. That sounds so good.
3: Yeah, and I love that they're putting aside any perceived competition in the St. Louis food scene and just really lifting each other up, not for each other and our taste buds, but also for a really great cause, too. Absolutely. I
0: love that. Well, that might be a future best thing you all have to eat in the coming weeks. But Dory, for now, what's the best thing you had to eat this week?
3: You know, I was trying to think of something good to get my mom for her birthday, which was last week. Um, I asked Happy her birthday. If she want... Happy birthday, pod mom. Um, she was wanting, I asked her, I'm like, do you want a birthday cake? Do you want me to make something? She's like, just grab something sweet for me. So I'm like, okay, let me think what I can get her that's different. Um, and I thought about Cherokee Street. I know that she's talked about going down to Cherokee Street when she was a kid with her parents. So I knew there was a little bit of a connection there. So I'm like, let me go to Whisk. I've been trying and wanting to try Whisk for so long now. I've been stalking them on Instagram for over a year. Finally made it over there. And I know they're famous for making like homemade Pop-Tarts. So I for sure grabbed a Pop-Tart and it was so delicious. My only mistake was that I got one and not like (laughs) four of them because – it was so flaky. Um, and the filling, it was a cherry filling. It, it was really, really good. And I had a lot of other goodies that I picked up there. Because you can't just go and get one thing. No. But I loved that.
0: Mmm, that's so good. Cherry filling, you said? Yeah. Oh, now I want that. Hmm. hmm. I think they
3: had they have a lot of seasonal. They do their Pop Tarts with a lot of seasonal flavors, so that was the one they had available right now.
0: Is it appropriate to eat a cherry, homemade cherry Pop Tart for dinner? as an adult. Absolutely. I've eaten my, I've eaten my fair share of Pop-Tarts for dinner. Don't get me wrong. I feel like if it's, <laughs> yes. if, it's if it's homemade or made from scratch, I feel like it makes it better. Hmm. I it love makes that. It it even better. Yes, for yeah, sure. Yeah. or more acceptable. <laughs> so, you know, we're talking about, um, so I'm not quite in the office with you again yet, but am able to go around and actually like sit down with people, um, at their places of business or do interviews in person. And Last week, I was actually doing an interview for next week's podcast. You'll hear about uh, next week. Uh, And I was actually like it was nice to be out during the day because it makes it easy to grab lunch somewhere. And so I decided to stop by Lulu's local eatery, which you remember we did an episode um, in the past year about them. The woman who decided to buy it grew up in a, a restaurant family, decided to go off on her own and buy this restaurant after the original owners um, said that they you know, needed to step away from this. So they bought the restaurant and had not gotten a chance to try it because I've never in the area, but I was down on Grand and stopped in and got the buffalo cauliflower wrap mm-hmm. and It was phenomenal. First off, it was huge. Like it was just this giant, like think, you know, this big old burrito here um, for a pretty good price. But it's a whole wheat tortilla that had that crunchy cauliflower that's, you know, coated and fried. But then it's tossed in buffalo sauce, yes, and has some ranch, yes. But also had greens and cucumber and red onions and carrots. And so it's not your typical like kind of heavy, really – dressing forward Buffalo wrap. It had a flavor all its own and it was light, but also really satisfying and crunchy. And it was a really good lunch and I would recommend it. And I feel like I'm doing that thing where I'm talking myself into going back to the exact same place (laughs) where I got lunch last time by reminiscing on it, but it was really good. And it's good to see that Lulu's is doing quite well, uh, even under the new ownership and still making good food. One thing I want to let you know, though, is you do have to order ahead. Um, I didn't know that. I walked up there and so I just ordered on my phone real quick. I almost walked away because I didn't want to wait, but I'm glad I didn't because it was pretty good.
3: Yeah, that sounds really good. And for something that could maybe seem a little heavy for a hot summer day, it, it sounds actually pretty light. Yep, good point being hot. Yeah, not too hot, not too (laughs)
0: spicy. Um, If you are looking for something fun to do this weekend, we have your weekend planner coming up for July 9th, 10th, and 11th, starting with some recurring events we just want to remind you of. Uh, Tower Grove Park is having their food truck Friday, this Friday, with 20 food trucks plus beer from Schlafly and Four Hands. You'll have wine and frozen cocktails. The Narwhals truck is going to be there. So that's going to be Tower Grove Park from four to eight. Once again, make sure you get in line early so that your favorite places don't sell out. Family fun Friday nights are happening at the St. Louis Zoo from 5 to 7. This sounds pretty fun. The entertainers are going to be roaming around the zoo, but we're talking like magicians, jugglers, stilt walkers, musicians. Nobody dressed up in like a tiger costume is going to totally freak you out or anything like that. (laughs) Um, You do need reservations. However, they are free. It'll just make sure that the crowds are continuing to be managed there
3: at the zoo. And if you're looking for some more family fun, the Friday nights at the farm are still happening at Grant's farm. They've got live bands and extended hours until 10 PM. Plus a little bit something for the 21 and up crowd. They have unique food and beer pairings every week. This week is Italian sausage sliders with house-made chips with a shock top, which sounds absolutely delightful for a summer night. Yeah. Um, Reservations are required at Grant's farm still and it, all of the extra stuff kind of just comes as part of your normal ticket policy that they have right there. Uh, and then also at the, in the Central West End, the streeteries are continuing every Friday and Saturday. Several restaurants expanding their patios out onto Euclid for a nice big old outdoor dining area that we just absolutely love.
0: One of the great things of post-pandemic is just seeing people Mm. spilling out of the street in fewer cars. I love that. If you don't usually make it down to Grand Center except for maybe a quick little uh, dinner before a show at the Fox or Powell Hall – this is the event for you. It's Taste of Grand Center happening Saturday. You can actually sample the many flavors of the Grand Center neighborhood. Um, it, it's just such a cool like area and district. It's such a gem in our city. Mm-hmm. It really is. Every time I drive through there, I think, you know what? I should walk around down here more. And then I saw the signage for this Taste of Grand Center, and I made note of it because it sounds like an awesome opportunity to go on a self-guided tasting tour where you can sample seven different neighborhood restaurants, including from the Angad Arts Hotel and Urban Chestnut. So uh, that's happening this Saturday. Tickets are required. You'll meet at Strauss Park to pick up your passport, as they call it. Then you can stroll through the neighborhood to pick up those samples and just check out the public art installations and just have a little Grand Center appreciation because it is so nice.
3: And if you want a little bit more variety to check out the new, the brand new Maplewood Market happening this Sunday. So Schlafly is launching this At their location at the Bottle Works down there in Maplewood, um, celebrating all things local. This is their first one going from 11 to 3, and they're gonna have seasonal offerings from at least 35 local businesses food, drinks, makers, all sorts of different things you can um, shop for there. But also, you know, you can do it with a drink in hand. Schlafly will have Bloody Mary, a Bloody Mary bar, and a beer stand on site. So then this will be a recurring thing. This is the first week. But after this week, the Maplewood Market will continue on the first Sunday of every month through November. Man, you had me at Bloody Mary Bar, Dory. That's (laughs) going to be (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be a
0: tough call, man, between that and then this other event on Sunday at Ballpark Village. Pooches at the Plaza. You can grab your best friends, your furry boys and gals and bring them to the new together credit union plaza. I mean, if you just can't wait until taste to check out ballpark village and you haven't made your way down there yet to see what's new, definitely recommend it. Um, It's, all for a good cause as well, sponsored by Pet Finder and presented by Purina. Um, They're going to be giveaways, drink specials, adoptable dogs. So if you want to bring home the new furry friends, mm. maybe if you have too many drink specials, then you might bring home a furry friend. Like, don't do that. Think about it. It's a loving creature, <laughs> but like, you know, adopt responsibly, friends. <laughs> you can donate five dollars. <laughs> How about this? You can at least, if you already have a dog you're bringing with you and you really want to help those puppies out, you can still donate $5 or more to the shelter. And that actually unlocks a $3 tequila and domestic draft special, uh, $5 for frozen cocktails or Bud Light seltzers. So, you know, that's another way to help them and yourself. Uh, So this is going to be a recurring event um, every few weeks or so. So on Sunday, it kicks off uh, with the benefit for open door animal sanctuary and other local shelters will benefit later on in the summer as well. So, We would be remiss if we ended this podcast without some more great news that we're super excited about and really um you know kind of like we weren't really paying a ton of attention to it and then we saw it and we're like oh wait this is this is special dory you were looking at the numbers
3: yeah so i was looking at our podcast numbers and i think last week i kind of i was looking at the analytics i'm like oh we're coming up on a big number here so let me keep an eye on this and over the 4th of July weekend, we crossed the 100,000 download mark. So one, we've been doing this, what? two years now, We just hit a hundred thousand downloads. That is huge. So a huge thank you to, Everybody out there who listens, subscribes, and downloads, and rates, and reviews, and all those lovely keywords that we push out there every week—I
0: know, Uh, I know—I saw that. I'm like, it
3: was the Fourth of July when I saw it. I'm like, I don't care. I got to email all. I got to tell Abby and the bosses, like, hey, look at—we uh—we hit this really impressive mark so yeah I'm
0: yeah there's so many great things to celebrate about the pod dory you know like we kind of knew each other we like we're like <laughs> i was like oh this girl you know did a podcast at her last station like maybe she'll help me out we hopped in a car and got to know each other driving up um to a farm in ferguson for our first <laughs> yep. uh, recording session and uh we've become friends over the course of this we've done so much and learned so much um about how to do all of this you know it's we're a two-woman operation You know, luckily we are uh, five on your side production, but, you know, we don't we don't really advertise a ton or market a ton or anything like that. So the fact that you all um, recognize uh, this and have interest in this, we really appreciate and we're excited to see what comes in the next one hundred thousand downloads. So thank you all. Mm. Yes. Oh, and vote for us for locals choice award. We are nominated. So (gasps) make sure you vote for us on there, too.
3: On the STL bucket list, Instagram account.
2: Ooh la la! Ooh, Ooh la la! Ooh
0: la la, 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 la la! Abby St. Louis, as I said, is a five on your side production. I'm Abby Larico, and I'm Dory Olmos. As Dory said, what are those? What are those uh, buzzwords again? We want to make sure we bring out to people: subscribe, rate, review there you go and let us know your thoughts on our instagram we're at abby st louis have a fantastic weekend let us know what you get into wash your hands be safe and seize the plate